Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, in about one second, we'll have Nico House, Mikasa, Sukasa. There you go. Hey, Nico. I was trying to call you, and it was telling me I can't call you, but I guess it's because you were calling me. Okay. <laughs> well, you are live on the air. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. How is everybody doing? Welcome to Mikasa, Sukasa with um, your friend and mine, Nico House. Um, it has been a busy week. It has been a hectic week. It has been a crazy week. There has been some insane stuff in the news, ranging from after, right after Snopes gets, you know, <laughs> right after they get selected to be one of the arbitrators in determining what is quote-unquote real or fake news, um, the husband and co-founder of Snopes get accused, gets accused of embezzling money to fund his prostitute addiction. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we have, oh man, Israel, that's going to be a fun conversation. And there's it, a lot more going on right now. And there's a lot of stuff going on with me. And so today, tonight, wherever you're at, if it's, you know, if you're in the West Coast, it's daytime right now. But tonight we're going to have a special announcement I'm gonna make the announcement at 7:30 because that's usually when most people start listening. Um, but we're going to—it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. So to get started, Israel has a problem at the moment. Um, not necessarily all of Israel, because like places like Tel Aviv won't be affected by this. Well, actually, they could be affected like by it, but. Um, the resolution, I don't know if you all remember this, but a while ago I explained to you all that a resolution was being secretly put through by Obama and then he vowed to have that resolution pushed through before he left office. Um, it actually, at the time it was planning to go through by January, but it actually had been voted on and it was passed 14 uh, and then one abstention. And that abstention was the United States, obviously. But... Uh, Obama's logic was he had talked to him privately and openly about how displeased he was with the extension of the settlements and the fact that they were, you know, kind of imperializing the irony of, you know, that's kind of ironic, but that's neither here nor there right now. But uh, Netanyahu kept going. Uh, Barack Obama gave him, you know, he actually, it hurt how much money they were actually supposed to get because I think they ended up getting like $38 billion. Whereas initially they were supposed to get 55 billion from the United States, uh, and now the the uh, United Nations has essentially almost unanimously voted to um, restore the Israeli uh, barrier borders to the like 1964 borders. It's either 1964 or 1940s, but um, essentially their original borders that we're giving to them and so that's a that's huge that's that's because we have no idea first of all the only way that you can really enforce that because you're not going to go to war with israel but the only way that you can really enforce that is through sanctions now as it currently stands united nations does actually support the bds which is like the boycott against the israeli um government and their products but Israel already has a tough enough time as it is getting normal products at a decent price. If they want to like, buy something off of Amazon, it is ridiculously expensive. If they want to buy a car, they have to pay 100% tax on it. Uh, a 2016 here is like buying a 2017 Cadillac Escalade fully loaded in Israel. Not a joke. That's really how much. So 
they're already being, they've been hurt economically for a while because as most of you all know, the United Nations doesn't really vibe with Israel because they've kind of had a history of human rights violations um, since they've been, you know, been the sovereign nation. And what it looks like now is that Israel, or the United Nations finally has their full excuse. And it's a, this could potentially lead to Cuba, uh, to Israel becoming the next Cuba um, as far as the in, in quote unquote embargo is concerned it won't be probably won't be a weapons embargo because israel has enough of their own weapons but there will be an issue um in regards to the, the what they can and can't buy um import export things like that that will be an issue and netanyahu was warned about this 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 is something that barack obama could have actually initiated years ago but he had warned him. They had talked about it. They, I mean, what else? What else can you do, right? If you you literally given every, every warning you can to someone, and they would rather their people suffer than to, you know, advance human rights and fairness, for example. Um, the interesting thing about this is like what I said before: the people of Israel are likely going to be the ones to bear the brunt of this, this egotistical and narcissistic and imperialistic move by the Israeli government. And that's actually very unfortunate. But uh, just like in America, um, if you don't stand up to tyranny, if you don't, if you don't get involved in politics and if you don't affect change, then the truth of the matter is it, it's, you're going to feel it. Your government may be punished, but you're going to be the one to be punished for it. Um, the, I think the difference is the difference between Israel and Cuba is Cuba was they stood up to tyranny, they stood up to imperialism, and that is why, although the perception is that for some reason Cubans were bad and were, like worse off than what they were before we pulled out and gave them the embargo. That actually isn't true. Like they kind of cured you lung cancer while we weren't giving them any type of assistance. <laughs> like that's, that's a, if they already cured lung cancer during the Cuban embargo, that lets you know they were probably doing pretty well before us. And they're probably doing pretty well. They're going to be doing well after we're long gone. Um, but that's because the people still have the tyranny and they had the infrastructure put in place. And, you know, after we stopped helping them because they worked together and they stood up to tyranny. This is kind of the opposite. Yeah, there are people who don't agree with this. There's like way extreme left and way extreme right in Israel. And a lot of the moderates uh, who are in Israel, which there are a lot, there are probably more moderates than anything else. But the problem is moderate usually means you don't do anything. And you can't do that. Moderate in Israel tends to mean the same thing as moderate in America. And that is... Okay, I don't. I'm not extremist. Like, oh, Israeli Israel needs to keep expanding, but I'm not extremist left, as in I don't want necessarily. I'm not going to fight the expansion either. And once you are passive and allow tyranny to reign, like what what we've seen with Netanyahu, then you can't really be surprised at the results. In that, it, it, it's moderation in Israel and both America kind of looks like. Um, like stagnation, it's it's not affecting me, so why should I fight it? Why do, why should I be motivated to fight it? A lot of the things that Donald Trump is going to do, um, for me, probably won't affect me that much. I'm a retired military vet. We live life pretty well. We have a lot of benefits. As under a Republican government, eh, probably won't have that because they suck. I don't know why people keep thinking Republican government is like a good thing to military. They stopped Obama from raising our um, raising our pay four percent and said, "Nah, you can only do one point one percent." And now it's like one point four percent. Like the last time I think the military was straight was whenever Bush was paying us probably paying people more than what they were supposed to because you know he had to make you forget about the fact that you're you know going to war <laughs> for no reason to fight for to commit his war crimes. So. You have to stand up to kids tyranny. So for those who are pro-Israel, I don't think there's any, not really anything wrong with being quote-unquote pro-Israel. I'm always pro-people because 
I would venture to say, because most, if, for those of you who don't know this, most of the people of Israel don't approve of Netanyahu. This is like most of them, like over six, 68 or 69% don't approve of Netanyahu. So obviously they are at least aware of what Netanyahu is and they disapprove of it. The problem then becomes identity politics. Uh, if I'm not with Israel or the Israeli government, then I'm with the other side. And that's not the case. That's like when people used to say, oh, if you're not with Hillary, then you're with Trump, right? No, that's not what that means. It simply means I'm not with Hillary. And I also am not with Trump. I'm with Joe Stein. I'm with Bernie Sanders. I'm with progressive and progression. So, uh, yeah, so it's the developments coming, you know, that will be coming up in the next few days next couple of weeks with Israel and the United States because we did abstain, but we didn't abstain because we introduced the stuff, the, the legislation. So uh, it's going to be some interesting developments coming up in the next couple of days and weeks. To, so it sucks kind of happened during Hanukkah, so that kind of sucks for them. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. You send your favorite Israeli a ladle. Send them a ladle and some shawarma and it probably won't help the situation, but it'll make them feel better for the day. <laughs> um, moving on, moving on. For my Facebook family and my YouTube family, please share this. Uh, we're going to be moving on to the next topic. What's, what's, what's next on the agenda? <laughs> I, hope it's my, I hope it's my favorite topic for the night. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Snopes. Man. These. This, this little couple. So, as most of you all know, a lot of a lot of people have said very accurately so that Snopes is just this husband and wife out in the middle of nowhere sitting on their couch with their cat using Google like everyone else. You have no idea how accurate that statement is. And when the people were saying that statement, people were like, what's wrong with that? I don't understand why that makes it a bad web. It's, it's not it's what they are trying to convey when they're saying it to you. That means there's no professionality surrounding Snopes. There's no regulation or regulatory uh, regulatory rules or creed behind Snopes. There's nothing but a husband and wife and a cat. But <laughs> they've added some people to their staff in case you all didn't know. Like, you know, a porn star, for example. <laughs> now, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'll explain what I'm saying, what I mean by a porn star, but I'm not saying a porn star can't be a fact checker. I'm not saying a porn star can't be a CEO. I'm not saying, like, I'm, I know a lot of strippers who end up becoming doctors. So, like, I get, I get that. The porn industry is a little bit different. You don't usually join the porn industry to pay your way to school. Usually, like, they get addicted to the attention. That's what psychologists say anyway. But I don't really doubt anyone's ability to be intelligent based off of the fact they were in a porn industry. That just means you were really, really talented at having sex and people get entertained by that. So like, that's not really a big deal. But um, here's why it's a big deal. So Snopes describes themselves uh, as their website, or excuse me, the, the, the information they put out as a painstakingly scholarly and, um, and reliable. Now, here's, here's my issue with that. I don't think, unless some information has come out that I didn't know about, I don't think that porn star is a major at any top five university. I don't think so. And I don't know if you can get your doctorate in pornography. I don't even think you can get your under, I don't think you could get a, <laughs> I honestly don't think you could get a, a associate's degree in pornography. Uh, so it's a little hard for me to believe that this woman has some type of a degree to determine whether something is scholarly or, or, or something is factual or logically, you know, consistent because, and this is why this is a big deal for me. Their main fact checker, named Kimberly LaCapria, uh, who was a blogger on Vice Vixen, um, is, was a porn star. This is their main fact checker. Their main fact checker was a porn star. 
And like I said, it's not a big deal until you consider the fact that, once again, as you describe your website as your scholarly, you have no degree in college, you know? Okay. Actually, you've been pretty inaccurate. There are several examples of inaccuracy in your website. And during the election season, you've essentially lied over and over and over again. And in a vacuum, the porn star thing is just funny and not that big of a deal. But it gets better. So the couple, uh, McNelson, or Mickelson, I think that's how you pronounce it, Mickelson, uh, David, and who's the other one? What's his last name? Barbara, David and Barbara. David and Barbara Mickelson uh, divorced. So I know everybody's wondering who gets the cat and who gets the couch. Uh, they haven't reached a settlement on that yet. I don't know if that was in a prenuptial agreement. But <laughs> everyone else could possibly be wondering, well, why did they get divorced, right? Like, they were doing so well. This was their year. They were all over Facebook, all over the Internet. If anybody didn't know who Snopes was, then they damn sure know who they are now. Most people don't like them. Um, <laughs> and it's crazy because I was seeing journalists, like, professional journalists, editors-in-chief, like, sending me, look what Snopes said. And I'm like, I'm, I, I don't like criticizing the resource, or the source, excuse me, uh, until I actually read the info. I'm big on that. But obviously when it comes to Snopes or like maybe even Fox News, if they're talking about something about liberals or CNN when they're talking about Fox News, I still am a little hesitant, right? I'm, 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 being, I'm a little bit more skeptical about what I'm about to read. And I think that's pretty, that's okay, right? That's okay. Um, what's up, YouTube fam? I see you. I see you. I'm not, I didn't forget about y'all. <laughs> hey, everybody. How y'all doing? But I, I get a little bit skeptical when it comes to that. Uh, but here's the issue. Here's the issue. They, <laughs> they get divorced, and you start to get curious, and you're like, okay, what happened? So you look what the wife says, because it's usually our fault, right? Probably it's usually the guy's fault. Let's be honest. We 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 suck. We suck really bad. And <laughs> you find out that the husband has been accused of embezzling a hundred thousand dollars that he used to purchase prostitutes. And you're like, oh, that's awkward. Um, and then what's even more awkward is that he got remarried almost immediately after getting divorced. And he just put this random person in charge of managing. Because this is what it all ties back to. So then all these bad decisions that are being made, you know, at the administrative level. He puts some, the woman that he just married, a new woman, in charge of the administrative side and head of the administrative side of Snopes. So that lets you know this, the level of unprofessionality, the lack of qualification. I'm not saying you don't deserve to be a website. I'm not saying you can't at all be credible. But what I am saying is Facebook, a multi-billion dollar organization where 50% of adults get their information from is allowing this gaggle of a company, this unprofessional Jerry Springer episode of a company to determine, to help determine whether something is real or fake news. And no one else has a problem with that. No one else sees any issue or takes any issue with that. It's a little, it's, it's uh, I don't know. With the porn star, I was kind of like, eh, maybe porn star main fact checker and you're supposed to be a scholarly website. Eh, okay, uh, maybe. And then you're like, oh, yeah, they got divorced. And they, they, after, as soon as they got, you know, they're pushed to the forefront of fame, they got divorced. The guy gets remarried, hires his newfound wife as an administrator for a website that's like with no experience. You're accused of embezzling the money that you have and buying prostitutes. And now I'm supposed to just trust you all to be honest and forthcoming. And I think I'm going to have to pass on that one, y'all. I think I'm going to have to pass on that one. Um, Facebook family. What the hell? What are we going to do? Somebody needs to create another social network because this ain't going to work. Hey, guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. 
Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, fact is, delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O P P E R M A N 50 to get 50% off. <laughs> this is who we're about to have determining whether or not something is factual or not factual because the whole idea of the whole fake news nonsense we all know at this point is just a way for the mainstream media who gets broadcasted on television to essentially shut out actual news actual facts shut out the truth um so i would rather i would rather just have people do their own research if you sub if you succumb to fake news when all these alternative media sources are out there then that's kind of your fault like the people who just decided to blindly believe hillary clinton was this successful most qualified advocate for children women and minorities uh bruh you could have literally googled well nah google was protecting her um but you could have Googled that Google was protecting her. Google came out and said, oh, yeah, she hired us. Like, you could have Googled that Jay-Z and Beyonce were paid off by Hillary Clinton to the tune of $62 million, which is probably illegal, to be completely honest with you. I'm pretty sure her giving them that check uh, for her campaign, uh, if it was not disclosed to the FEC, then that was probably illegal. I'm almost 100% positive that it was illegal. So let's, let's be perfectly clear that I think you should be looking up your own information. I think you should be verifying. Uh, you should be verifying whether news is fake or real by cross-checking. Like, use your damn brain. Is it that hard? It can be, be time-consuming. I get that. It can be tedious. I get that. But... It's better than having someone else do the work for you. That is how we got Trump and Hillary to begin with. We trusted both parties way too much. And people say, no, I don't trust them. No, I don't trust the Democratic Party. I don't trust the Republican Party. But I at least trusted the Democratic Party to not do this, like be this dumb. And I wasn't the only one. Of course, I came around like a lot of people did. But I wasn't the only one who thought that. Like the Democratic Party was, they dropped the ball. And so um, we, should, we should be checking our own information. I don't want a porn star determining whether something I say is real or fake. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not biased against porn stars. I'm not biased towards porn stars. I mean, being talented at sex is a, a useful skill and, and, you know, it's bountiful. But mm, 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 I'm good on that. Can I, like, have somebody who's qualified, maybe know something about politics? Maybe know something about, you know, has special access to information 
has reporters that go and ask people these things, like that's what I would like to see. Is that too much to ask for from a fact checker of the uh, public or the social media website that 50% of the adults of the country get their information from? It, can I have a little bit more than a porn star? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> more than porn star. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Snopes. I would please share tax Snopes if you would like. Just please tell them. I would really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, so first of all, of course, in between every segment, share Facebook, please share. Um, YouTube, please share. Uh, hearts and likes only, hearts and likes only. So anyway, moving on. Russia, 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 Russia. Oh, sweet, baby Jesus. We had a lot this week about Russia, didn't we? We heard a lot the last couple of weeks about Russia. Now, the electors voted this week. Thank God, that's over, finally. And a lot has happened since then, right? A lot, right? Like, so, no, actually, nothing. It's the total opposite. And if you will recall, in my last segment, I specifically said, once this is over, we won't hear a damn thing about Russia. And when I tell you all, considering that this is kind of like my full-time job at this point, I scoured the internet, I watched television, I went on YouTube, I went to their websites. How much do y'all think I heard about Russia or read about Russia in the last four or five days since they, the, the electors have come out and said they voted for Trump? I, I haven't heard anything. No threats. Barack Obama hasn't come out with a press conference. Mr. Uh, Madam, Madam Clinton hasn't come out talking about how Trump should go attack Russia. Uh, they haven't condemned WikiLeaks. They haven't called out Assange. They, CIA hasn't found some more anonymous sources. FBI and James Comey hasn't said anything else. Nobody at all, period, is talking about Russia anymore. Maybe it's because it's Christmas time. I don't know. But it's really convenient, right? Because here's why. Here's why, one of the reasons that I am skeptical, <laughs> well, if you know me, you know I'm way more than skeptical. It's, it's a lie. I, it, I'm gonna call it what it is. The Russia narrative is a lie. And this is why. This is the final proof. If you don't need any other proof, this is the final proof. Obama had the option to brief these electors. They held up, they held a, a, a petition, said, look, you brief us that we ask there's some evidence that we need to do, that we need to see to overturn our vote. Not a lot, just enough. I don't have to know the details. I don't have to know. Just let me see the physical proof. And we'll change our vote. What do you all think Obama did? Nothing. He was chilling in the White House. The day the electors voted, he didn't even want to bring it up. Obama had a chance to change everything. He had a chance, more than, was it 50 to 60 electors wanted to see this? That would have been huge for Hillary Clinton. Huge, massive. And guess what? Mr. President Obama decided to stay silent. Why did he decide to stay silent? Because he didn't have any evidence because in a normal world, two anonymous sources saying some random shit about a random, uh, not random, but about a, a foreign leader to saying that he had direct influence over our elections and machine hacking is absolutely absurd. That is tabloid news. That is tabloid news. If you believe that, then God help you. Bless your heart. That's what they say in the South. Bless your precious little heart. Because you have lost your mind if you think that two anonymous sources is, is headline news. Now, you know what was headline news? Whenever Mr. Craig Murray came out and said, no, I know exactly how the, we, the leaks got released because I was one of the ones who met up with a person in Washington, got the leaks from authorized personnel. That's kind of headline news. I, I mean, that's pretty damn close. What would have been headline news is the fact that Julian Assange was interviewed 
by Mr. Hannity, who was on a Hannity show, and was telling it all. That's headline news. Yeah, I think so. But what has never, if ever, been headline news is anonymous sources telling us that something happened in another country or anonymous sources ever actually come. Like, anonymous, reliable sources, they, didn't even, they couldn't even tell you what agency they belonged to. For God's sake, sweet baby, Jesus, Buddha, and Allah. Look now, this is the crazy, if I, or Jordan Sheraton, or Chink, or whoever, Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks, or Claudia Starver, or Debbie Losing Mind, the same progressive, Tim Black, uh, hell, you can even go to Alex Jones, uh, you know, all these independent sources, left or right. If we ever said, well, we had an anonymous tip from Hillary Clinton's campaign that uh, Hillary Clinton committed election fraud, Man, look, we would get laughed off the internet. People would not consider us credible anymore. People would look at us like we're insane. We wouldn't be taken seriously. Probably everyone, all the following that we had prior to whatever that, 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 that claim that we made would be gone. But this is NBC, so it's fine. We don't know what agency they belong to. We don't know what information they had. We don't know what it contained. They never actually followed up with another statement. Obama never gave us any hint to what it was. NBC, the, the, there was no agency that came out and claimed that their, the anonymous sources were correct. But just take our word for it, we're NBC. That, but anonymous sources are headline news now. Good God, where has our media gone? What is, what the hell? And you know what? I think that's actually a pretty good caveat. Uh, so, before we continue with the show, I want to make a special announcement. Um, as you all know, when we first started this, what, uh, <laughs> when I started as a, as a president and founder of Carolina Students for Bernie Sanders, and uh, I was the president and founder of North Carolina College for Bernie Sanders, and some crazy stuff happened. A lot of you all, you know, found out in the WikiLeaks that Bernie had people in his campaign uh, staff that were pretty much put there by Hillary Clinton and the DNC to sabotage his campaign. Uh, and uh, things went kind of crazy, right? Got a lot of messages from a lot of y'all. <laughs> um, I, I was investigating, you know, Hillary Clinton's campaign, and it's, you know, you all kept up with me, and and. Uh, we, we, we grew together. You know, I decided that this is, you know, something I want to do. I love talking to you all. I love talking politics. I just, you know, I feel like we have a relationship. We're like a family at this point. You know, thousands of you all come to me regularly to figure out, you know, there may be some news that came out, but until Nico tells me what it is or what it means, I don't really care what you have to say. And I love that. And I appreciate that love. And it made me think that, I want to use that momentum, use that support to build more and to give you all more because one thing you all know about me at this point is that I am a very passionate person. And I know some people think that passion is limited to politics, but it actually is not limited to politics. Like I told you all, I actually hate politics. I just know how important politics is to the people who don't pay attention and how much it affects them that I have made in my business over the course of my young life to know politics, <laughs> I've seen it. I've felt the effects of not knowing what politics is doing to the average person. Um, but I'm a passionate person. I have more than one passion. I'm passionate about, about sports. I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about life. I'm passionate about a lot of things. And so um, with this in mind, I have decided to expand, if you will. Um, as of January 1st, 2017, actually before, but the rest of the network should be established. But as of Jan January 1st, 2017, I'm going to make a Mikasa Sukasa, aka MCSC network. Um, our first network will be MCSC Sports. We are having a sports network, yep. Uh, 
with with some professional bloggers. We have a professional journalist who he's actually being featured in the Lakers documentary. Um, we have two professional journalists. We're going to have a publication for sports, a publication for politics, and everything in between. We're going to be using the medium for now, but we're working on getting a website together. Um, we're having an MCSC uh, music section where we commentate, talk about music, the you know evolution of music, new albums that come out, things like that. You know, uh, we're having an and we're having an MCSC like life segment or network where we come, we have different people come on and talk about uh, just life. You know, we're gonna have you all submit questions submit emails about what you want us to talk about, and we're gonna give it to you. And I have, it's, it's, it's awesome because at this point, like my friends, like people ask me how I got to be who I am today. And that's because of my friends, the people I grew up with, the people that I got, I took a little bit of their personalities and they took a little bit of mine and that's how we became who we are. Uh, I have a very diverse and unique friend group um, in business network. My best friend is an atmospheric scientist. Another great friend of mine is an engineer. My brother is actually coming on board. He's an intel analyst in the Navy. Um, but they all have their, they have multiple, you know, ventures that they've all been pursuing. And we decided, you know what, we should pull all this stuff together um, and we should grow and we should give the people what they want. And so with that, we decided to expand and I'm actually adding on uh, adding on another analyst for the politics side as well. Uh, y'all will find out who that is. I can't make that announcement yet, but y'all will find out next week uh, once we get everything hashed out. But um, so if you haven't, please follow us on YouTube. I'm actually going to be making the pages and all that extra stuff later, like during the course of this next week and so or so. I'm trying. My my mom doesn't really want me to do any work while I'm on vacation, but. <laughs> I'm going to have to, uh, but yeah, so, uh, over the course of the next two weeks, you'll start seeing some pages come up, um, and things like that. And we would love to have you all follow them. And if you know, everybody has their interests, whether it's sports, whether it's, whether it's, uh, life, music, politics, and we're going to be, and these are all my passions. So although you will have a main host for life, you will have a main host for music, you'll have a main host for sports. I will still be in all of those things. So you'll get to see a different side of me. Also, you get to hear, you know, my I love politics and I love political analysis. And so that's something that actually leaks into my opinions and my, you know, my following of sports. A lot of the times whenever I'm speaking about sports, it's not just about, OK, how how Westbrook did against, you know, James Harden. It's a lot of the times the story, the backstory and the information behind that. Like talking about how, for example, Westbrook is the first scoring champion in the NBA to be un he was not um, recruited to UCLA. He was actually a walk on and he was a backup. And he only averaged two points a game and he was just a defender. Yet he was taken fourth overall, which is why he has a chip on his shoulder. And the fact that he became this triple double machine, uh, you know, kind of tells it's a little bit of it's telling of why he is a player and why he has a mentality that mentality that he is and what separates him from the rest of the league and why he doesn't get along with this league who is essentially an AAU private school league where they all grew up playing basketball together so they're all friends and they all love each other but Westbrook's out of that spectrum of friendship because he doesn't have that commonality of the AAU uh, culture and so that's the type of stuff that I like to talk about and, and but like I said, I'm passionate about sports because sports is important. Uh, sports is important. Entertainment, in a sense, is important. Uh, life, obviously, is something I, I can't wait to talk about with you all because that's that'll be a little bit more personal. And it's like I said, we have an exciting journey, you know, coming up, and I'm really excited to to start it. And we have some great people. So wish us luck. Keep following us. When you find out what you're, when you find out, you know what your favorite thing is, follow it. If, I hope you all follow all of it. <laughs> when we start going live, at first we're gonna be doing videos, but shortly after we're gonna start going live when everybody gets their equipment, because we're all remote right now. I have a friend that'll be contributing from Hawaii, California, um, DC, Miami, 
Virginia. My brother will actually be contributing here, and then my brother will be deploying, and he's going to deploy while, or he's going to contribute while he's abroad and docked. So we have a lot coming for you all, and it's really because of you all that we are able to do this. And I just want to thank you all, and that's why I kind of had to come here first, and I wanted to make the announcement on the show um, because I wouldn't even have this show if you all weren't as supportive as you are. And um, you all supported me whenever I had half the country telling me, yeah, I love you, but y'all didn't see the other half who was saying you were a crazy conspiracy theorist. Hillary Clinton would never do anything like that. She would never put anybody in Bernie's campaign. When did politics get dirty? Ah, uh, what? <laughs> I don't really, that was kind of weird to me when people were like, the same people who would be the first to claim for Hillary Clinton, politics is dirty, would then say Hillary Clinton wouldn't try to sabotage another person's campaign. Like, that's absolutely ludicrous. I don't, yeah, it, that's a whole different conversation. But thank you all. Thank you all. Um, so uh, be looking out for that. And please, you know, keep up. Like I said, subscribe to my YouTube page if you haven't. It's just Nico House. You can find me there. You can find me at Nico House right now, but that name will actually be changing soon to MCS or M. CSC, uh, and I still have my name in the title, but just so that people can find it. Um, but thank you all once again. Thank you all for the support, and I can't wait to, to expand and, and do the damn thing, if you will, because I'm young. I'm a young guy. I'm, people are looking like I'm crazy because I have so you know talk so know so much about politics, but also I have a lot of political connections that kind of started when I was 25, and I'm only 27 now. And so we're getting a head start. We're going to need your help. Um, of course, we're, we're still fundraising. I still have the Patreon account uh, open, our Patreon, 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 whatever. And um, I actually post that link if you can donate. Like I said, we ain't, we're donating infrastructure. We have to trademark things. We have to buy logos and pay people to draw logos and buy cameras and equipment and stuff like that. So um, I'll actually be posting the Patreon link after this episode so please 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 if you can become a monthly contributor please do so if you can only do one a one-time contribution that's also fine i actually have a paypal account you can do one-time contribution five ten twenty dollars and all that stuff will help go towards bringing you the truth but not only bringing you the truth now we'll be bringing you entertainment bringing you unique, unique perspectives you know the perspective from white males black males white women black women latinos they're people from different countries, people who speak different languages, and we're gonna keep it fun. Because I'm serious all the time. And I'm not a serious guy most of the time, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I like having fun, and that is what we are going to do. We're gonna not only give you something to be mad at every day. Every Friday I come here and I turn some pretty sad news and try to make y'all laugh, but you know, this shit kinda sad. <laughs> it's still kinda sad. But we're gonna we're gonna bring some entertainment now, and we're gonna and we're gonna we're gonna keep some integrity in the system, and, and make and we're gonna bring. And I really would like for y'all who really don't like watching sports, perhaps, or don't like um, maybe don't don't like music that well, or maybe don't like hip hop, but you like country. And we're gonna have people talking about country. We're gonna have people talking about rock, but we're also gonna have people talking about hip hop. And the important thing when you're listening, and if you ha aren't listening is I want you to listen at the explanation. I'm, when I tell you, I'm, the people I'm bringing on, they will blow your mind the way they think about this music, the way they the way they think about sports, how they see themselves in a particular athlete, how they can be loyal to a team that they absolutely hate, how they can tell you, you know, I have a friend who's so damn good at sports. He can, he look, his favorite player, his favorite team is the Detroit Pistons, right? And as you know, the Pistons have been going through some tough times. And the year that they drafted Andre Drummond, uh, before they drafted him, he saw their, his play at, what was it? Was it Connect? Was he the villain of the or No, UConn. I he was at UConn with, uh, uh, and he was, he was okay. He was average. He was a big man, average. He looked, but Dave was like, nah, don't worry about how he played at UConn. He was just, you can tell he didn't want to be there. He knew he was going to the league. He didn't want to hurt himself, and so he played average. But when he gets to the league, he's going to be, uh, he's going to make history. And I'm like, get the hell out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. This, and, he, and if you know anything about Andre Drummond now, this dude gets like 20 rebounds a game and 20 points a game. 
And this guy doesn't, he does this, he predicts this type of stuff all the time. And he looks at psychology. He looks at your family background. He can tell you how somebody's going to play based off of the type of people they hang around. Like that is the type of people that I'm bringing on. And so they give you these different perspectives when it comes to sports, music, or life. And I, that's what I love. And that's why I hope you all enjoy it. You, you don't even have to like sports to hear and appreciate the thought and the, the chain of logic that these people can bring to, to something that you may not have even thought about before. And, you know, just to, I'll give another example, a small, another small example, because I want you all to, to really understand what we're doing here. Um, we talk about a lot of people criticize, uh, a lot of people say that the contracts for the NFL uh, are too small in comparison to the NBA. Why doesn't the NBA have, the, or why doesn't the NFL have those type of contracts? You know, they, but people also don't understand the culture of the NBA now. There's two things that they don't understand. One I can go out and find, and this is, is something that deals with social issues. I can go out and find a bunch of stupid kids anywhere in the country who have only had a, a football in their bodies that had, you know, that just football was their only way out because their school was shit. They were, they were either inner city or in the deep country and had nothing else to do but play football. No extracurricular activities. No, you know, no nothing to, to, to foster you know, their intellect and make them want to be scholarly. Their family background isn't all that great. And you can find anybody to, boom, pick them out, put them in the league. All right, send them to college. They know they're going to do their two years. They're going to BS while they're there. And you get pick up, put them in the league. You can't do that with the NBA, first of all, because how many dudes do you know that are 6'8 that can jump out of the gym? <laughs> like, there's not that many of them around the country. And there's definitely not that many of them that can play competitively. And the other side of that is because of the educational disparities between the NBA and the NFL, there is a huge gap in, in influence as far as uh, economic influence. So, for example, a lot of people know who Chris Paul is. Chris Paul is actually gra a graduate from Wake Forest University. And if well, actually, I don't think he graduated, but he went to Wake Forest University and before that private schools and AAU. But he, in the NBA, if going to a school like Wake Forest is huge because that means you're extremely intelligent. If you know Wake Forest is, it's in, it's in uh, North Carolina. It's in kind of like in Research Triangle Park. Um, well, actually, no, it's not Research Triangle Park. It's a little, like an hour away from Research Triangle Park. But it's in the area where like Duke, UNC, NC State, really good schools are at. And these kids don't, a lot of the time, these private school kids that are playing in the league, they go from private school where they had a very good foundation, good education, or around, to be honest, upper middle class white kids. They have examples set by their coaches, their parents, their peers. They go to college. They're still there getting an education because their parents never you know, let them BS when it came to their education. So when they get to the league, you have somebody like Chris Paul who's extremely intelligent told the he was put as a president of their like uh, their union the players union and said we aren't getting paid enough he was smart enough to know i can go talk to my friend lebron james who is a freak athlete who can go into any stadium sell it out and not only sell it out but does he can I, no i'm not a fan of lebron james by the way that's a whole different discussion but he while he was in miami while he was in miami heat he raised the real estate market so in almost any case, almost any scenario, LeBron, a player like LeBron James is getting underpaid. When he can affect your real estate market, that means you should probably be paying me more. <laughs> and Chris Paul was wise enough to understand that you have to use players' leverage and the unique talent that an NBA player has to give and the unique fan base that an NBA player has. Because fan bases for NFL and NBA are actually completely different. Um, and... NBA is more worldwide, whereas the NFL is not. And so um, they use that leverage. And now there's a contract coming up where they're saying that Chris Paul and LeBron James, just for two examples, are about to make $211 million because five years ago they were smart enough to, to stage a, uh, a lockout. $211 million for five years. And that's technically still underpaying a player like LeBron. But the NFL, you can still get cut whenever they want you to, and you won't get your contract. If you're not healthy, you'll get cut. If they don't like you, you can get cut. If, you know, there's, you can lose, there's a, the average career in the NFL is like four years. They can kick you out as soon as you're, they're done with you. 
So these are the things that we're going to be talking about. Um, that's just, you know, a couple of examples. And I'm excited going forward because it's just going to be it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Um, so over the course of the next year, we're going to be asking for people to join on, people to be like contributors, researchers, you know, things like that. We have the t we have the team for the most part right now that we're going to that we're going to put in front of the camera. But that is we're prepped to grow uh, after we start. Um, we have to get everything branded and consistency and build the channel. We'll be prepped to grow even further. Uh, but right now, we just we need your support. As I said I put the Patreon account uh, in the, the link in the, the comment section. And I hope that you all can contribute. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, moving on, we have a couple of more topics to cover in the next 10 minutes. Um, Governor Schneider of Michigan, sweet baby Jesus. Um, I cannot stand this. I can't, st oh my goodness. I can't even say what I would do to him if I ever saw him in person. It's, it's like that, and this is the reason why. This man has the unadulterated gall to allocate $1.5 million from taxpayers to pay for his legal fees to keep his ass out of jail because of the poisoning uh, of Flint water that obviously has caused, God, I can't even, I was in, like I, I told you, I was in Flint. I saw the physical damage that it did, not only to people's property, but to the people. I had to tell someone to their face. They're like, oh, well, I hope if I have lead poisoning that they can do something about it. I said, uh, I don't think there's a cure for lead poisoning, sir. And this man, instead of using that money to go door to door his damn self, because that's what he should have been doing, but to go door to door and give these people bottles of water until that situation had been dealt with. He allocated $1.5 to the to his contract to defend himself. That is, it's, it's sickening. And it's, this is the same guy who just recently passed a law saying raising the fine for driving without a license with a motorcycle uh, from $100 to $500. You know what this, you know what he said? This is his reasoning behind it. We want to keep drivers on the road safe. So you want to keep them? You want to keep drivers on the road safe from other motorcyclists? Okay, but not keep people who are the same people who are driving these cars, driving these motorcycles, who are drinking this damn water safe from you know lead poisoning and death mental retardation because these are side effects of the water that they're drinking these are permanent i saw an entire family affected by the lead because of lead affected this this is a problem that's been going on for about three and a half years so you see the effect i saw a four-year-old child and i saw the effects that this lead He's a sick fuck. You're gonna steal from the people that you're killing. You're gonna steal from the very pe the people that you're poisoning, the people whose property value, people can't even get their, the roofs on their houses replaced because it's too expensive. The roofs of their houses actually cost more than their property is worth. So they can't get the roofs repaired. It would be a complete waste of money. Cause you know, they have to do things like, buy water filter water filtration systems every single month because the water corrodes it and this dude takes 1.5 million 1.5 million now i i have a lot of problems with that but you know what else i have a problem with i have a problem with the fact that there's a detroit pistons team where people have 55 million, 70 million, 80 million dollar contracts and endorsement deals. We have a Detroit Wet Red Wings team, multi-million dollar teams, deals, endorsements, communities. In the, com in the community is the only reason that Flint, Michigan is surviving. 
But if every player, all the 15 people on the Detroit Pistons roster or the, all the people on the D- Detroit Red Wings roster donated just $2 million apiece, do you know how much water that could buy for that community? If the Detroit Pistons, or especially the Detroit Red Wings, and if you don't know anything about the Red Wings, they have reached, their fans are Canadian, you know, they're from Michigan, Canada, that little whole area right there. If the Detroit Red Wings just said, we're not going to play another game until Flint, Michigan has water. And when I tell you that the only thing keeping uh, Michigan running is Detroit and the Red Wings and, you know, the Pistons and that area when they have their home games and, and things like that and the Detroit Tigers, if they all just said, we're not playing until Flint, Michigan is taken care of. Money talks, but nobody's doing anything about it. Not one player in Detroit has spoken up or said anything about it. Not one professional from Detroit. That's what's more sad. I expect this kind of things out of a Republican politician. I expect these kind of things out of Governor Snyder. Michigan is ranked the most corrupt. Had they were ranked to have the, the least transparent and most corrupt laws in the country, number one, or which, or depending on how you look at it, they're last in transparency, in, 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 in ethics, they're last. And nobody, none of these influential personalities that are living in Michigan right now have said anything about it. And it breaks my heart. I get it. You have to get your money. And I get it. You have other things going on. But you, a lot of these people already have their money. And they have more power over the team than the team has over them. That's what happens when you become a superstar. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's what happens when you become a superstar. You have all the influence. Ask George Carl. He's been fired I don't know how many times. He's been fired from, from the... Kings because he couldn't get along with DeMarcus Cousins. He got fired from the Nuggets because players didn't want to stay and play with him. Carmelo left. J.R. Smith left because they just couldn't stand George Carl. Andre Iguodala left because he couldn't stand George Carl. So, like, you have the power. You have the influence. You have the money. What the hell is stopping you? What's stopping you from doing the right thing? There's nothing. It's nothing at all. So keep keep you know keep keep Michigan and Flint in your thoughts and your prayers. Keep North Dakota Access Pipeline, you know, North people of North Dakota and the Sioux Tribe in your thoughts and your prayers. You have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work to do. And we have to keep I I wish I had the money. I would go there and just buy everybody water all right now. I really wish I had the money. I don't, so I use my voice and I bring truth to power. That's what I try to do. And I go there when I can, as you all know. Um, but it's a conversation for a different day. Uh, we're about to end. Like I said, for those watching on Facebook, I'm going to put the Patreon account, uh, Patreon, excuse me, link in the comment section. If you can, become a monthly contributor. You contribute $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. You won't, really won't miss it. And you know it's going to something that's going to be Great. Consider it. Consider it an investment. Consider it an investment in truth and entertainment. You're helping you know, a, a bunch of people who are not any older than 30 years old, less. Most of them are less. Some of you less than 25. You know, do something great, and you're there watching it grow, helping it grow. And once we get to where we're going to be at, which I have no doubt because of people and supporters like you all, that we are going to be there. You, you get to be like, yeah, I remember when I was contributed five dollars a month, and look what it turned into. <laughs> You know, like, you can't, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I remember that I have artists, musical artists that I feel like that. I'm like, man, I remember when I went, his show cost $10. I actually went to a Drake show that cost $10. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Man, you ever try to buy a Drake show tickets now? You'd be looking if they weren't sold out, sold out as soon as he announced his tour. You know, and it's a great feeling to be a part of something that's great before anybody else believed in it. And so I hope that we can have you all uh, be a part of this great thing that we're we're going to do. I'm not going to say trying to do because we're, we're doing it already. It's already happening. 
um, you're going to start seeing a lot of changes to my page, my YouTube page, and my Twitter uh, coming very, very soon. So uh, much love. Thank you all so much. I'll post the link right now as soon as I get off of here. And thank you all on Awake Radio. Thank you all on YouTube. Thank everybody. Um, have a merry, merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> uh, happy Kwanzaa. All that good stuff. Just uh, don't don't drink too much eggnog. Don't drink. Yeah, you look at some of y'all laughing at me. Look, some people on Facebook right now laughing like, ah, <laughs> I can't make any promises. <laughs> but um, thank you all. Have a good night. Peace. Yo, Ed.